from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's not the night that you wanted, but we have a ton to talk about in this breakdown. As we get ready to talk with Matt Derrick, he'll be here in a minute. And the Chiefs hit the end of the road in 2021. Super Bowl 55 did not end the way that anyone wanted on this team in Chiefs Kingdom or even on this show. We are going to knock it down and see where they're at and what might have gone wrong, what they could have done better as well. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. It's been a fantastic season and a lot of fun to talk about. And there's a lot of stuff that we have coming for you that is going to be new going into this next year. We're really looking forward to that. Uh, I will say this going into this game. Uh, obviously, we thought it was going to go a lot differently. Um, Chiefs left a lot of plays on the field, and that's a lot of what it comes down to. Obviously, the penalties killed them in the first half, but they left a lot of plays on the field. Absolutely. Uh, Between catches, between blocks, between adjustments that never occurred. And we're going to talk about that in depth with Matt in a minute. I'm not going to get up on the ledge again that Matt just had to talk me down. Yes, we're recording this a little bit out of order because of the pressers, folks. Um, I'm not going to go out on the ledge again. Um, but yeah, this, this was a game that they lost in a lot of different ways. It was not one thing. I don't think, I don't think you can lay blame at any one person's or position groups feet. This was a team that just didn't look right all the way around. Yeah, that's concerning. You got to wonder what it was that caused them to not be right. And I, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to, uh, you know, try to guess at what it was this off season. Um, you know, like you said earlier, there's going to be a ton of talk about uh, when it comes to this team and, and the future of what's going to happen because, you know, there is a salary cap they're going to have to figure out. There is a lot of free agents that they have. But when you look at this game and the way that they played in this game, obviously the offensive line was a huge issue. But here's the thing on that. Are you ever really going to be able to have enough people on the offensive line and enough good offensive linemen to overcome the injuries they had? I mean, you're looking at four starters gone. Yeah, that's an enormous toll. Not I mean, not to mention Lucas Niang, or Niang as well and LDT. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, and I mean, assembly, I mean, <laughs> and, and what's, our converse, what's our argument every camp when we talk about the 53, right? Are they going to keep eight or nine? Nine aren't even enough. If they had had one more injury. I mean, that's how deep down the well they were in the offensive line group. Yeah, and to get to where they were with the offensive line that they had, I mean, that's fantastic for them. And congrats to Andy Reid for being able to do that and Andy Heck. And, man, obviously this game did not end the way we wanted it to. The season didn't end the way we wanted it to. But, uh, you know, you look at what this team has, and honestly, I will say this. I did not like – obviously, I didn't like the way the game ended. But Patrick Mahomes still did Patrick Mahomes things, uh, even though his teammates weren't able to help tonight yeah and I, I feel for Patrick because he was under so much pressure even when he wasn't under pressure a couple of times I felt like he, he just wasn't delivering the ball like his normal self we did find out earlier that he is going to have offseason surgery on that toe and it is turf toe we did finally confirm that that's a significant thing I thought despite it all I felt like it was a gutsy performance from him in particular, but honestly from everyone, because I tweeted out there in the fourth quarter when I thought their their last big chance had had 
been lost on that fourth down, that it really mattered whether they bowed their heads and gave up or not. And I didn't see that. I saw a core of players that will be back next season that were still pissed off and still fighting. And I think that that gives them the foundation, along with Patrick himself, to make another run. No, absolutely. I think they're going to be a team that you have to contend with every single year. Uh, and I do think that that's going to be something that's, you know, we're going to talk about later in this offseason. Obviously, when you look at this game, uh, it comes down to, you know, do your playmakers make enough plays? Sammy Watkins did nothing tonight. Nicole Hardman did almost nothing tonight. And honestly, and, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but honestly, I thought he looked like he was out of sorts early in the game. Uh, Tyree Kill, I thought, looked great late, uh, but they couldn't get him involved until late. Uh, and Clyde edwards played very well. He had a couple of great jukes. But, you know, when you can't stop anybody on the offensive line and when you drop balls like the Chiefs did on, you know, huge plays, you're not going to win. No, there's just there's too many things coming together. There too were, many things to overcome. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And we're going to talk about adjustments and a, a number of them that I don't feel were made. But some of that, it, it's not just the offense. It's the defense. We're going to get into it with Matt. But one thing that I didn't bring up when we talked to him a few minutes ago was I just feel like the players didn't recognize on defense in the first half that they were calling this game like it was week one. And they were trying to establish the rules. This game was not called like a Super Bowl in any way, shape, or form in the first half. And you can complain about that and complain about the refs all you want. The bottom line is it was happening and you failed to adjust your game to it in order to not be the victim in that situation. And I think that is part of the problem and what led to this. There's a lot to break down here. We're going to get mad in here to give give us the details and maybe find a sunny spot that I missed. I don't know. That could be out there. Matt Derrick Chiefs Digest is coming up next. It's a really exciting time to be an NFL fan. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust betonline.ag sign up today and get a free account on betonline.ag and use promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline your online sports book experts go check out betonline.ag we're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, this is not the outcome that you wanted, but the 2020 season has come to a conclusion, and for the most part, I think it's impressive that they finished this season this isn't what you want, Chiefs Kingdom. There are a lot of takeaways. There are things that are going to necessitate some change. And so that I don't go overboard, Matt and Chris are here to talk me down from some things. So how are you, Matt? <laughs> well, I'll do my best to talk you down. I might, I might talk you up a couple of times. You never know. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm down with that. Oh, it's so much to go over here in general. In the lead up to it, the, the flight, you know, uh, everything feel-wise. Because of COVID, I think, with them staying late so back, I thought that was an advantage. Did you feel that maybe that set them up for um, a, a little bit too much being in a hurry in coming down there and within, what, 70 hours or whatever, they're on the field? Yeah, I didn't think that that was going to be much of a factor, and I, and I still don't think that it was. I mean, I, th- I think that certainly there were advantages both ways. 
mean, for the Bucks, this was a true home game. For the Chiefs, this was a true road game in the way that they approached it and came down to it. Um, if anything, possibly just the fact that there was still a lot of hoopla and still a lot of pomp and circumstance around this game, but not as much as usual. And that might have might have helped the Buccaneers because, you know, there wasn't just as much attention. And and they do have a team that outside of Brady and, and Gronk and a couple of guys don't have as much Super Bowl experience. So maybe not having as much of that helped them stay a little more chill this week. You know, I have to look at this game and I have to say that it's in the first half, this team did not look like they were ready to play on offense uh, multiple times. But I also will say that it sure didn't look like the refs were calling the same game on both sides of the ball in the first half. Um, I'm not going to put this loss on the refs because I think that uh, Kansas City did enough to hurt themselves. But the other thing I will say is Patrick Mahomes played his heart out this game. He was playing. He was running around and throwing the ball. And honestly, yeah, he had two picks. I'm not going to put the second pick on him. Uh, he trying to make a play at the end of the game, try to get points. Uh, game was already over at that point. Uh, but you're looking at a situation where he hit Tyree kill in the face mask. He hit Daryl Williams in the face mask. If they catch both of those touchdowns, uh, that's a completely different ball game. It is. And I, and I give, I give, Mahomes a ton of credit for the way he got it through this because he was under pressure and duress all night long. Um, the offensive line, I mean, it was just, it was too much to overcome the injuries. I think the Tampa Bay came in with a fantastic game plan and they executed it well. Um, and Mahomes is a gamer at the same time. I mean, I, there were three, three passes in that I thought that were dropped. And honestly, I mean, to me that there were, they all had the same characteristic. I mean, they were tough catches. Kelsey had one too. Um, they were fastballs and for Daryl Williams, I mean, catch high, high pointing a fastball from Mahomes in his face. It's not what he normally does. So, I mean, those are plays that Kelsey and Hill normally make. So, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut them a little bit of slack. I'm, I don't think it's because here's to me. I don't think this loss is on the receivers. I don't think it's on Mahomes. I think it's on the fact that the offensive line was overmatched, overwhelmed with all of the turmoil, this was just Eric Fisher was just one too many injuries for them to overcome one too many losses. And honestly, I mean, I don't think that the the coaching staff made enough adjustments. And I don't think that they did enough to win this game. I, I happen to agree with you, and I want to get into those details here later in the show. But you're right with those injuries. I was surprised. I actually felt like. I thought in particular that Wiley would play better out there at tackle. Now, I know that Barrett is the speed guy, and, and he did exactly what I expect him to do. He was the bigger force than JPP was tonight, in my opinion. I, I don't think that Remmers had a particularly good game either, but I was surprised after what they had done their first matchup, I felt like they were going to perform better against this team. Did that catch you off guard at all? It did, because I expected that they would play a little bit better. I thought the Chiefs would game plan around their deficiencies a little bit better. Um, you know, as far as, you know, really trying to use the RPO game to use some of the, their usual misdirection to try and keep the Bucks off balance. And, you know, we didn't see that. And part of it's just because I think that early on the Chiefs felt that there was just no way to keep Tampa Bay honest. I mean, I, I think they figured out pretty early that they just didn't have that club in their bag today. And once again, I mean, I give a lot of credit to the Tampa Bay for this win because they came in with a fantastic game plan and they executed it perfectly. They did a really good job of making sure that, you know, 
that Barrett and JPP were getting matched up one-on-one with Wiley and Rimmers. I saw a little communication breakdown. You know, some of the breakdowns in the protections at times, which again is what you're going to have when you've got so many guys who are playing out of position. You know, Wiley doesn't normally play tackle. Wisniewski has not played right guard for this team that much. Rimmers hasn't played left tackle that much. So, you know, all of that makes the communication and the protections all that more difficult. And I think you saw this tonight. And, and Tampa Bay came in with a game plan, I think, that was specifically designed to say, we're going to attack these tackles because that's where the weakness is. And they did it. Can't argue with that. I mean, they actually went after the tackles. And I honestly, I thought that Andy Reid was going to have a better game plan for what this game was going to was going to come down to. You look at really what I thought Reid was going to do early in the game. I thought they were going to do a lot of misdirection. I thought they were going to do sweeps. I expected screens. You didn't really see that. And honestly, I get that, you know, once you get down two or three scores, the game plan changes. Uh, but Andy and, and Mahomes running the ball at different times in the second half felt a little, uh, I don't know what the right word is, uh, pushed probably is not the right word, a little bit more than they really needed to. I think that's uh, dropping back and throwing. Obviously, Patrick was running for his life a lot of the night, and that's something you definitely don't want to see. Well, and you know, and I was I was surprised that they got away from the run as quickly as they did, and that sounds maybe counterintuitive with the offensive line problems that they were having. But good grief! I mean, they ran the ball eleven times for sixty nine yards. That's an efficient clip. Mm-hmm. And you know, and had they gone to that fat earlier, had they gone and because early on the RPOs were turning into passes and they weren't going anywhere. So I wonder just had they relied a little bit more on trying to get the run game going earlier, had they used that to try and slow down the Tampa Bay pass rush a little bit, gone to Clyde Edwards later, because remember, you know, they did, they tried to run a few screens early in the game and they went nowhere. So they got away from the, from the screens, which are kind of their bread and butter. But, you know, I, to me, it's really perplexing because you saw Tampa Bay playing two safeties deep all day long. They were generally bringing four or four or five to put some pressure on Mahomes, which means that there should be plenty of room underneath for guys to get open and make plays. And if you're taking that, you should be able to do that. And I, and, and once again, I mean, I, I give Tampa Bay credit because they seem to be everywhere. Defensively, they seem to be all over everything all night long. Uh, really almost reading the Chiefs playbook. But two, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs took advantage of what they were given a little bit in the sense, hey, Kelsey goes 10 for 133. That's Travis Kelsey's night. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of Kelsey at Hill, they just didn't get anything going. Well, and I think in particular, uh, we talked about it last week. Todd Bowles learned his lesson from week one or week 12, yeah. the first meeting. Todd showed up and said, we will take away the high part. You can't have it. I don't even think they targeted Tyreek three times by in the first half. So that shows you exactly what that depth is. And by by doing the classic, by getting home and getting pressure with four, and you have the two high, it takes away so much in terms of what Patrick wants to do. I think adjustments were the reason this team lost, because all those facts could have been adjusted to. When we get on the backside of this, we're going to talk about what could have happened. Built Bar is back along with Built Go and has some great new things for you to try. Some of them are flavors. Some of them are new mixtures, new concepts in what Built does. So check out Built Bar, Built Go, and the whole nine yards. My personal favorite still remains that uh, caramel brownie. And uh, I like that coconut one as well. 
Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious in my opinion. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Lock On Bets. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports, they're going over everything you need to know. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. And Matt, I, you had some very good points, and I want to let you expand upon that because I feel like it just didn't get, um, you, you know, maybe their past played into it. Like they didn't feel the urgency soon enough. I thought that, again, they should have run earlier as well because just to let Patrick have a, a snap where he's not running for his life. But in general, how did you feel about the offensive adjustments there before and after the half? Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I didn't really see many. I mean, and, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm really perplexed looking at the numbers because I'm looking at the box score now. And I'm trying to figure out how in the world the Chiefs put up 350 yards of offense. Mm-hmm. They had 10 more yards of offense than the Bucs had. I have absolutely no idea how that happened other than, you know, there were some garbage, garbage yards late and everything. Um, but again, a part of it was that the Buccaneers were willing to let the Chiefs dink and dunk their way down the field. And I feel like that in the first half, they weren't taking advantage of that at all. They made almost an overcorrection, maybe a little bit in the second half. And I think that they did make an adjustment, but it was, it was, it was like you said, I think it was too little too late. They didn't try and do anything from like a ball control standpoint to have some long sustained drives. They were still taking too many shots in the intermediate and deep part of the field. If they had just been content to say, you know what? If the Bucks are going to force us to go 14 plays for 75 yards in nine minutes, that's what they had to do. And, and I still felt like that they were still looking for the home run play. And, you know, when Mahomes got into a groove there a little bit, I mean, he it, it seemed like that was the odd thing is that Mahomes, usually if he struggles, he figures a way out of it. And today was odd in that I felt like he figured it out for five or six plays and then got away from it again. Because you would see these stretches where he's going to the check down. I mean, he's he's going back to his fundamentals. He's taking what's there with Kelsey. He's running when he needed to and just and taking what the defense was giving him. And then he would just absolutely get away from it. And I think there's a lot there. there hey, there was other factors beyond just Mahomes for a reason for that. One is there's plenty of times when he didn't have any time to do anything. And he was absolutely running for his life. And that has to, once again, to do with the offensive line and the way the Bucs attacked them. But I'm with you, right? I mean, I just, I didn't see from a coaching standpoint, a lot of change in the game plan, at least enough of a change or a, a, a correct change to take advantage of the little things, at least the Bucs were leaving on the field. They were still just trying to run their offense. And I don't know if that, that today was the right time to do that. You know, I think the thing that I'm struggling with watching that game is just the way that a lot of the offense played. I mean, obviously, we know that the offensive line struggled throughout the game, but you have your playmakers just dropping balls, and that really cost Kansas City in this game. I mean, how many times did Kelsey have drops in this game? How many times did Tyreek Hill have a drop? Uh, you know, I understand what you're saying about Daryl Williams, but you're in the Super Bowl. You didn't play last year. This is the time where you've got to make a huge play. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I understand also what you're saying about Mahomes looking like he had an idea of what was going on and figuring out and then having to go back down to checkdowns. I agree with that completely. But, 
you know, some of the throws he made, I mean, he was falling down and still got the ball in the end zone and, and got a chance for them to score a touchdown and they dropped the ball. I mean, at, at some point, you know, the rest of the team has to come together. And I understand it's a team game and I get that. Uh, you know, Mahomes played a fantastic game and he played it with uh, basically one foot. So, uh, you know, hats off to Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a long off season for Chiefs Kingdom, but, you know, this is kind of uh, not what we expected at all. And I'll throw in one more thing that, you know, the Chiefs were missing tonight, and we'll see how the snap counts come out. But it's clear Sammy Watkins was not 100% because he was not in the lineup. And that's a guy that the Chiefs absolutely needed in a game like this to open things up. Because if he's able to do some things underneath, if he's able to be that just extra target, they're able to get some things done. And I think that you desperately saw, you know, that as 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 good as Mahomes is, as good as this offense is, I mean, hey, you know what? You take out a couple of of of, of all pro offensive linemen, and you take away a guy like Sammy Watkins, and yeah, this this offense isn't going to be what it can be. A guy, if Watkins was 100 percent tonight and was able to do some of the underneath stuff and, and and attract some attention and at least free up Hill and Kelsey a little bit more, maybe this goes a different way. But I think it was absolutely clear that. There's no way that Sammy Watkins was 100% tonight. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, specifically, two things stand out to me about the offense's lack of adjustment. And that is a bit of stubbornness, I have to admit, in not bringing in another tight end to actually block and not even keeping Travis sometimes. We saw some chips. We saw DeMarcus Kemp get some snaps tonight. Good for him. But they didn't make the adjustment they needed to do. Quite frankly, they needed a six lineman. They needed to bite the bullet and run two-man routes with a back out of the backfield with a six-man line. You have to protect your quarterback because as good as he is, I think he himself wants to push. He wants to make that big play because he's got a history with it. I think that also led to some of the lack of taking what was there underneath. You saw late that they finally started to adjust the route, so you got some slants working. Tyreek had a nice play on that. You saw Kelsey drifting across the middle on some routes that were shorter developing. They could have gone to that a whole lot earlier and just taken what was there and hit that tempo and make them pay underneath. That would open the whole thing up. I'm disappointed that they didn't, and I can't have any explanation for why. But on the other side, I did feel like a couple of things that weren't adjusted on the defensive side, and I don't know what you thought of this, Matt, but for me in general, I didn't see enough pre-snap movement to disguise what they were doing coverage-wise. I saw guys trying to make big plays and a couple of times ignoring their actual assignment. I thought like all in all, everything kind of broke down in terms of, hey, let's all be on the same page and adjust to what we're getting. You know, I know this is going to sound like old man football to some people, but, you know, the run game serves a purpose. And part of the purpose is that if you throw the ball or call, say, 57 passing plays in a game, which is what the Chiefs did tonight, Mm -hmm. and you call... 12 run plays you know what defense is going to be able to sell out against the pass all day long and if you're not able to run the football when you need to and you can't set up the pass i mean that's more than anything especially in an Andy Reid offense yeah Andy Reid doesn't try to run the football to you know to run it for 245 yards i mean if that happens he's okay with it but he runs the football like a lot of football coaches do to set up the pass you saw what the bucks did tonight they ran the football to set up the pass. Even though they were putting in a sixth offensive lineman, they were doing it so they could run the football a little bit. They were also passing out of it a little bit. 
but you know, they were able to do that. And, and Tom Brady was able to use the play action because they could run the football. If Leonard Fournette and, and, and Jones were not picking up the yards they were on the ground, that play action for Brady doesn't do anything. But the fact that they were both working in tandem there shows you. And when you have a complete imbalance pass versus run like the Chiefs did tonight, and you become that one-dimensional, even Patrick Mahomes is not enough to overcome that. Definitely a tough game to watch. Uh, a lot of things to talk about in the offseason, and that's basically where we're going to be for the next couple of weeks. But the one thing I will say about this game, you know, obviously weapons are one thing that Kansas City seems to have a lot of. Uh, a lot of the weapons that you expect them to have didn't really show up tonight. McCall Hardman really didn't have much of an impact. Uh, you're right, absolutely right about Sammy Watkins. He really didn't show up in this game uh, like I expected that he would. And I think that's something that Kansas City has to figure out in the offseason. They have to be able to get that guy. Uh, and I don't know that it's going to be Watkins because of the salary cap, which is a whole other issue that we'll get to later. But you start looking at what they do have going forward. Hardman will be back. He needs to make a, a big step forward in the offseason. But in this game, a guy like Byron Pringle played a lot, and he wasn't able to get uh, enough plays for Kansas City, and that really hurt them down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he probably had one almost one of their better catches of the night, yeah. but mm-hmm. it came close. And to that's nothing against Pringle. Sorry. I, oh, God, no. But, you know, I, I, you mentioned Hardman. And Hardman stands out to me because – on his first three, he had six targets, two catches, four yards. I mean, that's just not good. And his first three targets, particularly in that first quarter, he looked on a completely different page at the offense than anybody else was. And Mahomes took a couple of shots at him. One of them was absolutely catchable. Uh, another one, it looked like he just kind of gave up on the on the on the throw a little bit. Either one of those, he comes down with either one of those balls. It's a touchdown and has a different tone to this game. So. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of plays that if the Chiefs had made early on, maybe it does change this. Maybe it does open it up a little bit. Hardman's got to have a he's got to have a better game. I mean, he was given some chances early and just couldn't make it happen. Well, it sure did look like, like you said, it looked like he gave up on a couple of those balls early on, and that, that really changed the game early. Because if Kansas City scores points, the first couple of drives when Tampa Bay doesn't score anything, that completely changes the entire way that the game goes. I mean, it changes the complete game flow. So. I also, have to, I also have to say that it's coming down to the wire for McCole Hardman because not running through routes, not knowing where you're supposed to be. This is year three. This is too far gone for this to be happening. So that is a more significant issue, I think, because he is one of the guys that's going to be back. So they have to get that straightened out. And as bad as the defense was, they allowed drives. I think it was their first three scoring drives that the Bucks had. They were all built on huge penalties on the defensive side of the ball. And unfortunately, that's a big problem. Although I have to give them a little bit of credit. What was Mike Evans tonight? One for how many targets? Oh, only one target. Okay. One, one target, catch for 31 yards. yards. But still, he was the guy that I was most worried about. I think the thing that probably at the end of the day, um, I think really illustrates the fact that I just felt they were all out of sync, the entire team, is that you let a thousand-year-old tight end run all over you and be the leading pass catcher for that team. There's no excuse for that. Even Dan Sorensen can keep up with Gronkowski at this point. So those are mental breakdowns that I think, again, just comes down to not following the plan and being off. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, there was a, a, a couple of those. I mean, the Gronkowski touchdown and there was a, a another gain over the middle of the second half that was on a third down conversion, I think it was. 
um, where Gronkowski was just getting lost. And part of it was, you know, guys were over pursuing. I mean, they were they were biting on the play fake, which once again, they were they were biting on the play action because the Bucks were running the football and that was setting everything else up. But and we've also seen that the, you know, the Chiefs have kind of lost tight ends at times this year. And, you know, and some of that goes back to once again, I mean, you know, this team, what's its best lineup? You know, is it they've really looked their best, I think, when they've been playing some dime, but they couldn't play a lot of dime tonight because once they went into that dime defense, the Bucks would run the football at them and pound them. So and then as soon as they went big and brought some more linebackers in, then the Chiefs were throwing the football or the Bucks, Bucks were throwing the football. So, I mean, I, I, I get that's why I go back to once again. I mean, I give Bucks plenty of credit because they they called a great game on both sides of the ball. Um, and you're right. The penalties, talking about the yardage earlier, that explains a lot of it because you throw in 120 penalty yards and that changes a lot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Chiefs lost this game. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they were just outplayed in really all the uh, special teams would give it a little bit of a push, maybe even an edge to the Chiefs because Butcher was the only thing they had going tonight. But they got beat soundly in the other two phases. At the end of the day, that's what's going to cost you. Chris, any parting thoughts? No, not really. I think that uh, this team has a lot of soul searching to do, and I think it's going to look a little bit different next year. Um, maybe a lot different uh, with the salary cap the way it is. There's going to have to be moves that are made. They're way over right now, as is, and it looks like the salary cap is going to be around $181 million, but they're still going to be over, uh, and I don't see how they bring back some of the guys that they probably would want to bring back. And the other side of it, and this goes back to kind of what Matt was saying earlier with Watkins not being 100%, I don't know how you can bring him back at his salary. Yes, he takes his offense to a whole new level, but I don't see how you can afford to pay him what they were paying him if he's going to only play, what, six games a year and not be healthy for most of the rest of the season. So I think that's going to be a move they're going to have to make. Yeah, and I'll just give one parting thought here is that I don't think it can overreact to this game too much. I mean, remember that, you know, this offensive line in the state was in was a big reason why they were in the spot that they were in tonight. Um, There was a lot of other factors. So I I don't think you could overreact to this game too much. There was a lot of reasons why the Chiefs lost, but, you know, I, I, I don't think they need to react too much. Folks, don't let this be the last episode you listen to this offseason because we have a lot to update you on. Patrick Mahomes has to have surgery on that toe. The draft is 74 days away. Not that you're counting down. Good Lord, I'm behind. We will have all kinds of information about the draft. Free agency is right around the corner, too. This team has a ton of free agents, over 20. And we're going to have to go through every last one of them to see if they can get back to Super Bowl 56. Because I will tell you this right now, tonight, in that locker room, that's what they're talking about. There is plenty more to come. Hope you enjoyed this season. I know it's ending on a sour note, but there is tomorrow, and this team will be back. It's going to be a long offseason, but we're going to have a blast, Chris. Thanks for everything this season. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Didn't end the way we wanted it to, but thank you all. Folks, we appreciate you and your time. We're here five days a week, year-round, draft, free agency, the lull, as well as camp. We might even make it out to camp next year. You never know. But Keep it here. Thank you for listening to us tonight, today, all year long. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. 
Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.